Christ to be in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I'm going to start out asking a question. Who's ready for Christmas? Woo! Look at that. Everybody ready for Christmas? Almost? Almost ready over here? Miles, you get what I got? Uh, you don't know what you got me last year? He already got it then. <laughs> I think about that, man. You know, when we start thinking about that question, we start thinking, am I ready for Christmas? We start thinking about stuff. Now, my sister came in town this week and she had to head back. And so we did our Christmas last night. And she said, don't come over too early because I'm still wrapping stuff. And I said, I don't care if it's wrapped or not. I'd rather spend more time with you. She goes, well, come on. <laughs> so it's good. You know, and that's why I'm, I'm kind of breaking it down. Yeah, we like to have the tree just so. We like to have everything just so. And everything like that. But... Let's take a second here and think about what, what Christmas is. I mean, we know we celebrate the birth of Christ. And I said, are you ready for Christmas? All right, that we're thinking stuff. But I want to know, is your heart ready for Christmas? Yes, it is, right? It soon will be right after this message, right? As we go through. But see, are we ready for Christmas all year long? Amen. And for hope and things like that. Now, I, I tell you, man, I am surrounded by some shoppers. Denise comes from a long leg, a long, long list of shoppers. And her, her grandmama, I don't know, man, says she, she could take like five bucks and buy for the family. I mean, she does wheels and deals and I mean, and stuff like that. And Denise likes to shop, and I will say, I've got a bargain, babe, thank you. I appreciate that, man. So she's looking to make sure everybody's covered and stuff like that. And even as we were preparing today, she had the Groupon thing up. She said, oh, you can get, uh, what was it, $30 worth of food for $15? Now, that, could, that bends my ear. We started talking about that. And I said, I got a deal. This is what I want to do. I'm going to check on it this week. I ain't kidding. This is what I'm going to offer. 52 weeks of free admission to KTP. <laughs> Every Sunday, all year long. With coffee. With, with coffee. We're throwing coffee. <laughs> what do you think? Hey, you said donuts. I'll bring, I'll bring donuts. I'm going to get a dozen, but no. <laughs> I'll get donuts. But wouldn't that be a good deal? I don't see why we can't run that. Free admission. Where else are you going to go and have all this fun, right? I just thought I'd share that. So y'all, uh, i got to figure out how to work Groupons. See, with 52 weeks of free admission. And if it works out good, we'll do it again next year. How about that? I think that's good. There's always one in the crowd, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Whatever it takes. That's it. That's it. And they, those are some of the best. But I tell you, what, I don't think I've ever had a bad donut. Not as long as you got a microwave around. Them guys I work with, man, we put them, we put some donuts out there and work, and then the box is open, and the next day it's like just like brushing stuff off, and everything. about three weeks later, somebody come in and say, "Hey, are them donuts for anybody?" We go, "Yeah." And then we watch them. You might want to put it in the microwave. You might want to pray over that donut. You know what I mean? So anyway, with that being said, man, I think this is going. This is setting the stage for our title for our message. Can y'all see that? All right, why me? Anybody ever said that? Okay, y'all in church. I'm going to ask again. Has anybody ever said that? Yes. I, I, thought, I thought that's what y'all were saying. And if you didn't, you know you thought it, right? Why me? It's usually something negative that we're thinking about. That. Oh, I've heard that before. Why me? Why is this happening to me? Why does, why does this one get this and I get that? Ooh, watch your toes, everybody. I'm telling you, we're going in for it today. But it's true, isn't it? Oh, man, especially when you're little. <laughs> But Donna, this is how this is how spoiled I was. I'm gonna come clean. I went with my sister to the doctors. She got a shot and I didn't. I started crying. 
just turned into just a blubbering little little knothead, man. Why you crying? Oh, I got a shot, and I didn't. She got a little attention, I didn't. They went through my records to find something and gave me a shot anyway. And I go, ooh, I was crying. Now that's bad, man. You know, that's the typical why me, why not me, you know, all this stuff. See, I'm, I'm just being honest. I know there's all of us have some of those things, but that's just crazy. But you know, we think about this stuff, and then what do we say? Why me? Life's not fair. Woo-hoo. How many people want life fair? That surprised me, because I had another note, because if you said something different. Well, we, you know, a lot of times, this is not fair. What happens if life is fair? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be rough, wouldn't it? Everything's fair. It'd be kind of boring, wouldn't it? Yeah, I, I thought, y'all messed me up. I didn't expect anybody to say that. <laughs> yeah, we want it fair. But think about that. You know, because the law is pretty much fair, right? We think the law is fair. You want the law? The law says you sin, you die. How many people want grace? Amen. Now, now I'm back on track. That's where we're at. So it seems like we've been paying attention through all these teachings here. Everybody's ready, man. Yeah, grace is good. That's a great gift, isn't it? You know, because I tell you what, um, life is not fair. And at times, I think we all look at that, and I think it's probably a natural response. Why am I sick and they're not? Why is this? You know, I tell you, one of the things that when you see often is is I had a buddy, um, and this is not just a him, but it's somebody I actually knew. He was working, this was years ago, years ago, and he got a uh, job at Bush Gardens. He was uh, in the maintenance department, working on the rides and stuff. So he would go in like at 11.30 and get off at 7, you know, 11 to 7. And uh, this was a good-sized guy, almost the size of my friend on the front row. And so how he got into a Ford Escort, I don't know anyway. He must have had degrees before he left the house to get in there. I mean, he's a good-sized guy. And a drunk driver hit him. It shattered both his hips, his arm, all these things happened. He hadn't been married long, expecting a baby and everything else. Times got tough, had to move back with his family, everything else. The car, the guy in the other car, I think he bruised his knee. It wasn't his first offense and anything like that and everything. You know, you know how the story goes. And I remember we're going, hey, this doesn't seem fair. Doesn't seem fair. Matter of fact, it went on where not only did my buddy have to get hip replacements and everything else, he got dependent on a lot of the medicine. It cost him his job. It cost him his marriage. It cost him a lot of stuff. That's tough, man. And that's when we ask the question. You know, when I just say it on the cuff and you say, wow, that doesn't seem fair. But through, the, through all those things, God's grace prevailed. Came out the other side. Remarried. Got a job back. Doing well. I hadn't talked to him in years, but the last I heard, things had really turned around in his life. But I tell you what, I remember visiting him one time, and he had him on so much medication. And when he would come back and forth, when he would, the, the, the doctors told his, his dad and said, if, if your son's arm was the size of yours, it would have been cut off. It was cut so bad, he had to learn how to reuse his hand. He's a machinist. Had to, had to start over again in so many ways in an instant. You know, things happen sometimes that we just don't understand. But God can still work them all together for the good. Amen? So when we're looking at those things, we say, man, I want more grace. How about you? Always want grace. Why me? Well, you don't have to look and say, why me too far until you realize, man, why not me? 
or I'm glad it wasn't me, or whatever the case is. But there's a lot of stuff I want to kind of cover here. So I'm going to kind of, I'm going to kind of weave this thing today. I want y'all to follow along close. This is our scripture for today, okay? I hope you guys can see that in Matthew 5, 44 and 45. It says, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Anybody been working on that this week? Daily. <laughs> Somebody said, oh yeah. <laughs> okay. That's good. We're on the right. I've heard the Lord today. Yes, indeed. That you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good. And this is where I want to get to. And sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. And when we look at that, I said, man, I, I, want, to, I want to read something when I was studying. I found it. And I want, to, I'm just, I want to read it note for note. I think it really sums it up the best we can. And it says, by using an illustration of the sun rising and falling on both the good and the evil, Jesus shows God's undiscriminating love to all people. He loves us all. His disciples then must reflect his character and exhibit the same undiscriminating love for both friends and enemies. That's, that's us, guys. Woo! Jesus is teaching us that we must live by a higher standard than what the world expects. A standard that is impossible for us to attain <coughs> by our own efforts. It's only through the power of God's Spirit that his people can truly love and pray for those who attempt to do them harm. So I'm setting the stage again today for hope. I'm setting the stage today for us to be more like Christ. In the midst of Christmas, I hope we can see Christmas where maybe we see some folks that don't look like us, act like us, maybe have done us wrong in the past or whatever the case. But we can offer them the gift of grace. Amen. Well, let's keep on going. Everybody doing good? Say amen. All right. I'm going to flip this on us a little bit here today. Why me? I'm going to keep going. Why me doesn't have to be a bad thing, does it? I mean, usually when we think about it, we think, man, why me? You know, when you hear that, you always think, why me? There must be something going on. But it doesn't have to be a bad thing. Let's look at this. I'm going to flip it on us right here. Why does God love me, if you think about that? Mm, getting quiet. I want to go through a few lists, then we're going to come back and work through this. Just kind of looking on the other side. Why did Christ die for me? Why does God forgive me? How about that? And why did he choose me? You know, these are some, some real uh, foundational Christian things that we go over, you know, that, that, uh, through, through the Bible. But I think it's always good to remind ourselves of these things. Because when you get attacked and when the enemy wants to raise his head and when people come over to your house for Christmas and they leave mean, mad, or whatever the case... Or somebody didn't get you something that you thought they was going to get you. Or you, you know, whatever the case, all the junk. I want you to think about this, okay? That's why I'm going here today. So I want to walk back through here. So we look at this and say, why does God love me? And I, and I wrote in here, I said, it doesn't have to be a bad thing. But God loves you because he created you. He says you're a masterpiece. That's Ephesians 2.10. Give me some more words to write down. Ephesians 2.10. Now you think about this. When I'm trying to explain grace to somebody, it's usually the best way for me to explain that uh, a lot of times is if somebody has a child. You love your children. I haven't seen, I haven't run across many people that don't love their children. Sometimes they act a little crazy, and so does mom and dad and all that. But you think about this. You love your children, right? They, they, they might have to earn respect and things, but they still got your love. It's, it's, you just love them, you know? I remember before Jesse was born, and, and even Thomas coming on scene, I loved him in the beginning. Before Jesse got here, I, man, I'm, I'm just, man, I'm just waiting. 
I didn't know if he's going to be a nice guy or not, right? Didn't know if he's going to be a girl or not. I didn't know. But I was like, man, this is my baby. This is good, right? Think about God. You're his baby. You're his masterpiece. He loves you. So I know during this time of the year, there's a lot of good things going on, right? Families going over, this going on. There's a lot of people that don't have family. There's a lot of people that got disjointed families. There's a lot of people that got things going on good in the family, and then all of a sudden things change in the family. So guess what? This message applies to all of us. All of us. So it's good to know why God loves you. It's good to know that God loves you unconditionally. Man, I would hate to have to keep up the performance for God to love me, wouldn't you? Oh, man, I can't believe I cut somebody off and yelled at them. I can't believe this. I can't believe I blew this yesterday. If I was questioning all those things about my salvation, I wouldn't have that peace that, that passes all understanding, would I? So if you, you have that peace of, uh, that passes all understanding, we need to know that God loves us unconditionally. If you ever, ever think, man, I don't know if God loves me anymore, so to speak. Look at the cross. That was for you. That was for us. Amen. Let's keep on going. So we go back there. Why did Christ die for me? Christ died for you because your sin separated you from him. And he wanted you back in a relationship. He said, well, buddy, this is real basic stuff. You'll be surprised how many times I go over some real basic stuff. The basic stuff is the best stuff. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Whoever believes in him will, what? Not perish, <laughs> have eternal life. Well, we know that, buddy. We know that. Do you really know that? Because when everything goes wrong and you really blew it, do you remember that? Man, we start questioning stuff. And that's why we have people write on their Facebook, hey, if you know anybody that's going through a tough time, here's a suicide hotline. They started reaching out. Because we start questioning these things. Questioning these things. The enemy goes, poking you, poking you. Today when you leave, I don't want you to have to question anything about God's love, amen? I want you to be receiving everything. Let's keep on going. God wants you back. I said a while back, I talked to a friend of mine, and he said, I said, hey, man, how's everybody doing? I haven't seen him in a while. Many of y'all that's been here on a regular basis know what I'm talking about. And my buddy said that, uh, he said, well, my son's doing good. He said, man, I'm just loving my daughter through a tough time. And said that she had been uh, on, on heroin. And she had been, I think it was like three times or something like that through rehab and got out. And then they found her on the side of the road. And, and, and miraculously, she wasn't dead. And now they're working through some other stuff. And my buddy said this. I said, man, I'm sorry to hear about that. I'll be praying about that. He said, I told my baby girl, I will never, ever give up on you. I can just hear that. Yeah, I can just hear this. This is my rock and roll buddy. He's been through a lot of different things and all this stuff. He, he didn't get real religious. He didn't do anything. He just talked about the love for his daughter. He said, baby, I will never, ever give up on you. I don't care. He knows who she can be. He knows her value. He loves her. How about you? Do you know that God sees the best in you? Do you know that God loves you when you blow up, when you make bad mistakes and everything else? I want you to hear that today. What a gift. Why does God forgive me? I just talked about it because he loves you so much. He just loves you so much. Man, I said God forgave you because you have been washed clean by the sacrifice of Christ. We're no longer shackled to the bondage of sin. That's a good place to say amen. That is awesome. Because when you think about all the gifts you get, there ain't none better than Jesus. Amen. There is none better than Jesus. What an amazing thing. Why me? See, a lot of times, see, 
when we go through the negative end of why me, the Lord has been working in my life to say, what are you showing me? Not so much why me, but while I'm going through this, Lord, what, what are you showing me? I don't want to go through this again. What can you teach me in this thing? There's got to be something I'm supposed to get this time, right? But also when we go through different things, we start questioning everything when the boat starts shaking, don't we? It is easy to have faith when the bills are paid and, and, and the braces are paid for and you feel good. And they say, man, you're the best guy on the job. You know what? You're amazing. You know, everything's great. But what happens when the boat starts to shake? Man, we start seeing what we really believe, don't we? The reason we go back is to get these foundations so deep in your heart. And so deep in your spirit, when the water starts coming in, you say, that's all right. God's going to make it through the other side. He's going to take me to the other side. I'm going to be all right. It's going to be all right. You know, I, I got a lot of friends. I got a lot of acquaintances. And I, I got a buddy that's a good, good business partner. Many people know me and me and my buddy like to dabble with cars and stuff. This guy's blood pressure must be like zero, man. He don't get upset. So I went and I said, well, he said, do what you think. I'm gonna, I said, go down here. I'm going to get this and look at this. And, I, and I, I, I buy this car and I come back and I go, maybe I shouldn't have bought that car. So now I've got to call my buddy and say, no, I bought the car. Because we partners. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's up, kid? I said, this ain't exactly what I thought I was getting. Okay. We might have to put some money in this. We've been blessed already, brother. Don't worry about it. Don't let a little bit of wrench turn and scare you, kid. It's okay. Wow. Whew. I like that. And? Like, and what else is wrong? No, I'm good now. See, it's nice to have somebody in your, in your corner like that. Now, I'm not just saying that. I, you don't get upset. He always says, hey. You do the best you think to do, and we're going to go with it. Because we're partners. There's been some other side, too. And guess what I said? Hey, buddy, don't worry about it. No big deal. But see, when you got people counting on you, and it don't turn out the way you think, guess who puts the pressure on you? Let me get right out here. You do. But it sure is nice when somebody says, well, that's cool. I mean, whatever, dude, we're going to make it. It's going to be okay. Now, that's just a real-life situation. What other things? What about you come home? How about this? How about you lose your job? You're doing your job and everything else. You lose your job and come home. And your wife says, you mean you didn't get a job on the way home? I'm going to give you about a week. And then uh, you're going to be out. That would be terrible, wouldn't it? Or what happened if they said, well, I don't know what their problem is. You're a good man. And you will find something else. You, you will find something else to come away but you know what? We're going to pull together, baby. It's going to be all right. Now, I can work with that. What I always say, I thought about this because I went through a few things this week. What have I said ever since I've been preaching? Everybody needs a cheerleader. Here's the question. Who cheers on the cheerleader when they fall? That's bigger than you think right there. Think about that. Do they say, man, you shouldn't have done that. Or do they say, let me help you back up. My turn. See, building disciples, that's what you do. You continue to, to help one another. Because say, hey, if, you're the, you're, if you're the cheerleader on top and you fall, then guess what? Put them on the bottom and start again. Keep going. It's the same in life. 
But many times, what separates friends from acquaintances, they'll see you dive bomb and they'll do this and keep on walking. Oh, I'm, ta I'm talking to somebody today, right? But now let's go back to our scripture because he says, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. That you may be children of your father in heaven. I remember this very clear. And I say this from time to time. Before we started doing a church, we went everywhere. The door was open. We never put price tags on what it cost to go here and this or that. We just said, hey, we're going to go and we're going to do this and everything else. And we're just going to get the word out. And sometimes we were treated really good. And some not so good. And the ride home was not always pleasant. Because you want to say the right thing, but you're wounded. I don't even think this is in here. But I think evidently we need to talk about this today. Or maybe I just do. I don't know. It's a long time ago. And I'm like, not so much why me. Why would somebody do us like that? Why would they do us like that? But if you got a good cheerleader, they'll say something like this. Just remember, we never want to do that to anybody else. Woo! Just remember, when the times change, we're not going to treat people like that. Okay. Yeah, the first 10 miles, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then later on, you go, you're right. It's okay. And so when somebody's going through something like that, I can't believe this, and I can't believe, and we go, yeah, we've been there. But you know what? Uh, we're not going to do that. We're going we're gonna to say, don't worry about it, kid. It's going to be okay. We're going to say, let's keep on moving. Man, that's how God develops that heart in us, to see the best in the worst situation, to speak life into that situation instead of just everybody jumping. How many know this? If you got a problem, you can usually find people, especially at work. Let's just talk about work because many of us are still there, right? That if there's something wrong with something, you get out there, boy, you could get everybody around the water cooler to jump in and just keep on, I mean, kicking the boss and the, and the company. And I mean, you could get, man, they could set up bleachers in there, man. Yeah. Thought we was going to get a raise. Yeah. Took our turkey away this year. But whatever the case is. It does. Right? And then you get one person, well, we still got a job. They're like, they're ready to list the guy, right? Yeah. You're ready to what are you talking about? Get back in the office. You know, because we want to compare the situation. Well, this is what I'm feeling. So you know what? That's wrong. <clears throat> Life's not fair. Grace is good. God is awesome. Amen? Amen. That's what I want you to see today. So think about this. Why did he choose me? Have you ever asked that? I ask that on a regular basis. And after time goes by, I start laughing. I go, God likes variety. God just gets a kick out of it. Think about it. If he's, I, I know the answer. Wait a minute. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this, guys. I'm going to touch this man's life. And I'm going to use that big mouth for good. All right. <laughs> Y'all didn't have to laugh. You could have said amen there. Right? But, or whatever the case. What is it in your life? I'm, I'm going to take this broken family and I'm going to heal it. I'm going to take this young lady that's been through some terrible things and she's going to speak into a young lady's life that maybe she won't have to do it. I'm going to take somebody that had an alcohol or drug problem and, and talk to this other person and let them know that there's hope in Jesus. You see what I'm getting with? 
I'm going I'm to walk through here and somebody says I didn't have any money, but I, I started making some other decisions that were better. And God blessed me and I, and, I, and I give back and I do. And this is how God blessed me and this is why I'm here. And make a difference in somebody's life. So maybe the reason we go through a few things or maybe why God chose you is because he's got more confidence in you than we got in him. He believes if you trust him, and we should, that he can bring us through the other side so that we can help somebody get through what they're going through. Amen. Anybody ever had a hard time? Everybody's hands up. Now, this is what happens next. I'm not asking that. Who's had the hardest time? Because you think your time is the hardest until you talk to somebody. Let me tell you. You this is this is this mess. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to listen to this. I'm messing myself when I get home. God's got something going on here. You think that oh my knee hurts, and then you limp past the place in the hallway when they redo your knee, and you see somebody on a feeding tube. My knee feels good. You see what I'm saying? Or you turn around and go, man, I can't believe my cable bill so much. Right? <laughs> Amen. But God put the money in there so you can pay it. Somebody else is trying to get groceries. So it's all about what you're dealing with. And the reason I bring that up, we all go through hard times, but we all have an opportunity to lay them at the feet of Jesus. Amen? We have a big God that's available all the time. And I think a lot of times we don't even realize how willing God is to jump in. Have you ever wanted to help somebody they don't want any help? That's okay. You're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. No, I don't want to help. I don't want to help. I don't want to help. And then they get overloaded and they go, why don't you help me? And you go, I've been trying. Right? I wonder if a guy gets like that with us. But God, now, now, that, now that the car's in the ditch, oh, I got that. I got a jack. But you ain't got the handle for the jack. No, that ain't no big deal. I'll use an umbrella. Oh, I can do that. I can, I, I, I. Oh, I can do, well, I'll just do this. I'll do this. And then finally you run out of all the human resources. Then you go, but God, don't you care? <coughs> well, maybe if you went to him first, you wouldn't even have to get out of the car and he'd just say, hey, don't forget, uh, you know what? Uh, you can put a little white flag on the outside of your car. I'm going to send somebody. I don't know what that may be. But boy, we try to do it, don't we? We try to fix it all ourselves. And then we get mad with God when we even mess it up more. Now, many of y'all know my mechanical ability, right? Amen. Amen. And I've said this many times. i got a buddy that works on my stuff. Well, I'll tell you two things. When I used to think I could work on stuff and then mess it up, they called one of my buddies. He had a garage. And he didn't know that I was standing behind him to pay when I come to God to get the car. And he said, look. He said, my buddy's going to be here in a few minutes. He probably knew I was there. He said, I want you to safety wire the hood down so he can't get in there. <laughs> he said, I can't keep up with the workload with this guy. Because all oh, that's all I got to do is, oh, oh, hey, man, what's up? So what I did after I learned, I didn't get mad. I just knew it was the truth. What I did is this. I called and said, look, man, I got a problem with my car. I said, either you can work on it now when it's small, or I can work on it and bring in both pieces. He said, we'll be right over. He said, the tow truck. Because they didn't want me under there, right? But that's okay. But see, when you realize what your gift is and what your gift isn't, then focus on the gift that is. Amen. God has gifted, and I'm okay with that. I wish I could jump out there and just fix everything. I usually could tell you what's broken. It's got two pieces. Ooh. 
I think it's in there. It's in there. I had a, a fan switch come off the car yesterday. And, and my buddy said, just plug it in. I said, it's three wires. Ain't no way. I will plug it in the wrong way, and then we're going to have to buy something else. He said, I'll get it. Because he's worked with me before, right? But when he looks under the hood, he goes, man, you clean that engine good. Look at the wax on that thing. Yeah, that's not my thing. He said, what in the world are we talking about, buddy? Everybody has different gifts. Everybody has different things. Don't think what you got is any less than what anybody else has. Okay? Once you hear that. So why did God choose you? Because he likes variety, and he's got a plan for your life. Because everybody is not going to do the same thing. Wouldn't that be boring if everybody did the same thing? Well, we don't have to worry about that. So, why not? Anybody think about that? I said, we're always quick to say, why me, when things are going, uh, aren't going our way. Do we ever say, why not me, when things are bad? Ah, my leg hurts, why not me? You don't really say that too much, right? But listen to this, we just read this. It says, because God causes the sun to shine on the good and the evil, the rain to fall on the righteous and the unrighteous, we all deal with life. But what happens is, when you get the pity party going, you think you're the only one going through that, right? You think you're the only one that's ever had to deal with that or deal with this. And guess what you're doing? You're heaping the coals on the problem. And the problem is growing, 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 growing. And your ears are getting thicker and thicker and thicker for somebody trying to speak to you. And you're getting this death spiral, right? How many people don't always want the answer? Huh? Hey, listen to me. As a married man, I'm learning a few things. Sometimes I just want you to listen. But I, I mean, I know my men and women are, are, are different. Because, I mean, I'm telling you, because when I hear the problem, I'm thinking, Mama wants me to fix it. Right? You want me to fix it. Well, this is what you need to do, and you ought to do this, and you should say that, and this is what you're going to do, and it's going to be all right. And I'm waiting for the. <laughs> <laughs> and it's usually like, I already did that. You know? Or somebody might say, What do you think? I'm stupid, I've been doing that. Oh, okay. Or or they have actually they really have the answer and you go, Well, that'd be good too. <laughs> right? So sometimes listening is just a good thing, isn't it? I'm preaching to me. Yes I am. I want I'm gonna get the miracle here. For Christmas, right? <laughs> they're, already, they're already telling me, hey, they're telling me, your TV is as loud as pawpaws. <laughs> I come in and the hair's blowing back like this. And, and they say the first, and I do the hearing test all the time, and I'm around a lot of loud stuff and playing music all these years. And you know it's bad when you're in the, the hearing thing in the little booth. I don't know if y'all had it, and they got all these things. Go, doo, 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 doo. And I'm in there, and I go, I almost, I'll start panicking. I say, oh, man. They're going to get on me because I can't hear good. I, ah. And then I can't, I can't, oh, and then I start breathing heavy. And I'm hyperventilating. And the guy goes in the booth like, uh-oh. See what happened? The guy goes to the booth. He's like, the test has started. So I go, okay, that's cool. I just beep it when I think it's coming on. I got the little thing. And the guy's going, you know the guy I'm talking about over there, my eyes would you like to start again? Can I start again? I'm ready this time. I'm going to really listen. But what happens is I got like a test pattern in my ear already. So I got in this ear over here. You play rock and roll long enough and your drummer's over on that side. You're going to, this guy's, do you shoot guns? I said, no. 
I said, I play music. He goes, really? And he goes, yeah. And, and I said, what is the range of like a cymbal sound? He goes, you see that number that's real high on yours? <laughs> that's probably it. You don't want a high number. You want a low number, right? My stuff is like, so they say the first thing that happens is when somebody says, uh, you're talking to somebody, this is what it sounds to me. I don't know that. Oh, you don't that. I'm going to get them right. Hey, how do that? I counseled somebody last week, and that's all I got. The girl was trying to tell me something going on in her life. She kept pointing to her wedding ring and went, I don't see anything. And I go, Really? <laughs> and I'm praying, man. And I'm praying. But see, I also knew this. She just wants somebody to listen. And she goes, I, I, and I, I can hear the, I can hear the, I'm like, I mean, I was following along, amazing like this. And I go, you know, that's amazing. She said, yeah. I said, I'm going to be praying for you. She said, please. I think that's what she said. All right, Lord, that's it, good. And, and we're in a public place, and she, she's got co-workers, and she don't want to tell her about it. So I'm, I'm, on, I'm on this side. And I start out there, and I say, so how you been doing? And so I'm trying to be cool like this. She's got all the Christmas stuff. I've got a little Christmas tree, and I'm going like this. Yeah, yeah. And by now, I'm like, like this. And there's a guy in the back going, is this the right line? Come try to listen. And she's like, and, and then now she's on this side. Stable stuff. It must have been something about a co-worker too, because you like, I'm telling you, man. Body signals are great. So I'm watching people. She's doing the eye comes up like that. I said, Oh, she's mad now. I said, yeah. And then she went over there and I said, Yeah. She's probably telling my shirt was unbuttoned or so I don't know. But I know she's and then I did her have a Merry Christmas. I said, You too, honey. I said, Lord, I have no idea what she said, but she seemed happier when I left. Now, I don't know if she was happy because I left or because of whatever the deal was. But I'm going to tell you what. So you know what? We just need to be good listeners. Why not take a little extra time? I have no idea why that's in there, but I thought I'd tell somebody. So be careful when, you, when you're going through the line. <laughs> I'm going to preach this message next week. I'm just going to go with God. With God. <laughs> Do you know? And I say, why not? Don't you know God can use you? That's where I was going with it. You know, don't you know God can use you? I was just listening the best I could. You know? I was just trying to give somebody some encouragement. You know? I didn't jump on that. I didn't say, yeah, you know what? You are, yeah. I go, yeah, man, that's too bad. That's something else. Try to be a mirror of Christ, even if I can't hear. Right? Lord, supernatural, do something with that. You know? And just trying to encourage people. But see, sometimes people don't want to hear what you say as much as they want to see how you're going to respond. Amen? If you're responding in a, in a Christ-like manner, then they're willing to listen. Amen? What, what is the old saying there? It says, uh, preach the gospel, and if necessary, use words. Y'all ever heard that? It means that let your light shine so before men that people see God doing a work in your life, and they want to know, what's going on with that guy? What's going on with that lady? You know, and we all go through different things, but God can use them. Let's pick it up a little bit here. It says, why not trust God? How about that? When you think about the why nots, why not trust God? Do we really think about those things? I said, how often do we put our faith in the weatherman? 
Well, evidently we do because you turn around, you'll take that, you'll take that coat, you'll take this and everything else, all those different things, right? I got a guy, I got an older guy I work with, and he must have been a Boy Scout, or he don't have a closet at home because he's got a wardrobe at work. He got work boots, he got this boot, he got this, he got this hat, he got this and everything. And my stuff is getting over here more and more like this. And I'm just trying to get, you know, little stuff. He's got all these things, man. And But he's always ready. He said, it's raining out there. I said, yeah. He goes, poof, I got another umbrella for you, brother. I said, that's nice. Get an umbrella. Only thing he wants to do, bring it back. You keep a good credit rating, you got it made. But don't, don't bring that back. Hey, man, where's my stuff? And if he has to go back and get it where you're on a job, you're done. You could be staying in the rain next week. But he's ready to go, man. He's ready to have it happen in there. But why not we trust the weather report? We trust your car. How many people thought the car was going to start this morning? Thomas is like, yeah. He's 50-50, right? I mean, you thought, really, man, my car's going to start. So you had faith that your car was going to start, right? How many people thought for sure we were going to have church today? Amen. So you have faith that we're going to have church. You see where I'm going with this thing, right? How many have faith that we will find somewhere to eat after service today? It's going to be good. Yes, indeed, we're going to find it. I, I'm just praying that it won't be a long line, right? So all those things I'm, I'm getting at is we put all this faith in, in, in stuff that's man-made and everything else. But what happens when we get something comes up that's just not what we expected? Can we have that same type of faith in God in a report? Maybe it's a health report. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's a phone call late at night. Anybody ever get a good phone call after 12? No. I don't like phone calls after 12. <clears throat> yeah. And even if they're not bad, it's very hard to understand everybody like a call after 12 o'clock. I had a guy for about a solid week would call me at 3 a.m., Drunk and won't talk about Jesus. I said, you know, Jesus, Jesus, uh, we talk about Jesus in the daytime. I know. But what do you think about this? And I wanted to say, I want to think about going back to sleep. But I knew that there was a window. Man, I got some red eyes that week, but I tell you what. Hopefully remembered what I was telling him. I was trying, I said, let me just pray for you right now. That God will give us a sober mind to hear this word he goes. What? Hold on, let me turn the radio down. I can write a book, I'll tell you what. But you know what? I could have said, man, don't ever call here again, dude. What's your problem? But see, what was happening is he had a desire to know Christ even though he didn't know how or didn't have anybody to talk to about it or maybe didn't feel. See, a lot of things that was on his, on his mind was he feeling guilty. From drinking. But I'm going to tell you something. I'll talk to you right then. I'll talk to you whenever about Jesus. And you know what? The phone calls finally tailed off. And I don't know if he got saved or not. But I know one thing. He got a week worth of preaching in. And I'm going to trust God's word. I'm having faith in that. So a lot of times we think that this, the whole setup is going to be just like this. I'm going to see somebody and I'm just going to say, do you know Jesus? And they're going to say, no, I don't know Jesus. Could you tell me about it? Well, he's the king of kings. He said he died for our, our sin and you need Jesus. And they go, you know, that sounds wonderful. I think I would like to pray that prayer. That's not usually what happens. It's usually the three o'clock guy on the phone. It's usually the person that, that's in the car wreck. It's usually something else. And then again, sometimes it's just everyday life. 
But are you ready anytime to share your faith? Amen. Why not? Why not trust God in those situations? Here we go. Why not speak blessings over a curse? Well, I can't believe they let such and such get the promotion. Can you believe they hired that guy? Can you believe that? Well, maybe because you had that same attitude when they asked you about the job. Our words are so strong. We talk about that a lot. Have you ever been around somebody negative? Don't point. Just say yes if you have. How often do you want to spend time with them? Never. Never. They make it short because you see them in the hallway. You go, oh, there's such and such. You go, hey, how's it going? Hey, I'm on the job. I got to get on the job. My boss is on me. I got to get on. Hey, oh, that's good. Right? Because you know they're going to complain about everything. They're not even picky no more. They just pick anything. How you doing? Oh, I don't know. Well, you know, how, good morning. What's so good about it? Y'all get that? Huh? <laughs> if not, I want to work on y'all's job. But it don't have to be anything like that. Or you could go somewhere, and sometimes, where did I go the other day? <sighs> Me and my sister went down the road, and I was waiting for this guy to show up with the car. And I should have known this. If you eat a cookie that tastes like fish, you probably should not buy the car. It's just a bad thing. So we're there. We're getting, she says, I say, hey, come on in. There's a little bit of story to that, but that's all right. So, I'm going to tell you the story. I'm going to tell you the story. I'm going to tell you the story. As y'all know, my buddy likes picking up cars and stuff. So we go all the way to the Carolina line, right? And we go to the, and it's like, oh, we're going to buy the car. We're going to buy the car. I'm going to buy the car. Okay, we ain't going to get it. So what we always do is we're going to go eat. We're going to go eat wherever. We're going to turn it into an adventure. So we go, and we look for some of these rat hole places, man, because they got good food. And we often go, oh, look at that. The door's almost off it. Let's go over there. <laughs> I'm with you, kid. Shoo. And the guy that calls me kid, I'm about 20 years older than him, almost, you know, 15 years old. So we go, and then I, I look at, you can't mess up a hamburger steak, I thought. <laughs> hamburger steak, man, come out there, homemade desserts. My buddy gets a club sandwich, right? So we go. And it, I said, we pray and everything else. I said, man, that's a long ride, but at least we got some good food. And I take a bite and I'm going, hmm. Hmm. I take some french fry and I go, hmm. So he's eating the club sandwich. He goes, my french fries taste like fish. I go, everything I got tastes like fish. This ain't good. So that was not the best trip. So we always say, well, if nothing else, we'll get something to eat, as long as it don't taste like fish. I go, this week, <laughs> me and my sister go, I need somebody to drive me back, okay? I'm going to go, I'm going to get a car and drive So we're over there, we go to Wendy's. I said, you want something else? We'll get a cookie. Well, this gets me. She don't want no cookie, but she's going to eat mine. <laughs> I guess I got to work on the sharing thing still. Because you know when you ask me, would you like a piece of cookie? You're hoping they say no. But she said yes. Okay, I'm going to give me another cookie. So anyway, the lady behind the counter, she was so nice and everything else. Talked to her and everything. And, and I, I love talking about it. I said, you know what? I, I usually say this all the time if I think they're a believer. I said, you know what? I think you know somebody I know. Yeah. Who's that? I said, Jesus. He said, I know with my heart and soul. I got the best cookie. I thought. Cookie. I opened it. And my sister says, this cookie tastes like fish. Automatically I went. <laughs> I shouldn't have bought the car. 
I shouldn't have bought the car. I just, the whole way home. And I called my buddy. I go, man, I don't know. I mean, I got the car. And I, it's all right. And I said, he said, man, it's okay. It's all right. We'll, we'll make it work and everything. I said, yeah, but man, I went against all our rules. You know, I was going to have to get painted. And we don't want to painting and all that. And I said, on top of that, I got some fish cookies. He goes, well, there you have it. Well, there you have it. Don't buy no cars if the food tastes like fish, okay? Unless it is fish. So that is my fish story. But see, there's a lot of things I could tie in this. Why not listen when, you're, when, you're, when your stomach and, and that little nudge from the Lord says, hey. And so I said, well, if it, if it does this, this, and this, I'll still get it. So all that was good. But I'm still, my first reaction is like, I need to go home. Then I thought, nah, I need to go home. And then I call my buddy and he goes, whatever you want to do. And I go, that's no help. <laughs> then God says, I'll give him a fish cookie. Surely he'll understand. <laughs> Don't buy God. But I took that and bought another fish cookie and bought the car. <laughs> Lord help me. Isn't that crazy? And I don't even got no water now. Goodness gracious. Oh, man. So, moral of the story, listen to the nudge. Follow your taste buds if they're in line with the Lord. And why not? Just trust God. Amen. So I'm going to speak blessing. I'm going to speak blessing in the midst of that. Is that, you know what? Even though on the first trip, the only thing we got that did not taste like fish was a piece of pie. That was good. But all three cookies that I bought, it was fishy. I should have kept on going, man. So leads me to this. Why not plan ahead? Man, if I'd have set some boundaries and said, this is what I'm going to do. But I had boundaries. But see, I thought I knew better than my boundaries. This is in here somewhere from somebody. I thought I knew better than, oh, I know what I'm doing. I do this all the time. I got it down. We escaped. I'm all over the car. I'm looking at my new exhaust. Everything's good. I'm good. Good, 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 good. I got it home and overheated in the front yard. Sorry. Now, you got that cheerleader, right? That says, it's okay. Then you have some cheerleaders that go, man, Pop, looks like you got it this time. <laughs> I thought, if I had a fish cookie, I would offer this to you right now. <laughs> Thanks, son. I appreciate that. I really appreciate that. Can you get your dad some water for real? No fish water, please. Sure? I appreciate, yeah, appreciate it. So those things happen. <laughs> you see me going down here. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Oh my goodness. So you say, well, man, buddy, you got all these stories, it's crazy stuff like that. Amen. Amen. Because I want to tell you, it's real life. Just because you're a pastor, everything does, they're not like, the heart flying. Denise comes in there, what would you like, a grilled cheese? <laughs> kids running around, kids running around, dad. The grass didn't need me cutting, but I cut it. I asked, you know what, dad? I'll tell you what. I was just saying, Lord. I was just saying. <laughs> Woo! And they don't think this is the, there's a, there's a Holy Spirit being led in this place. I'm gonna tell you what. Where else somebody gonna hear about a, a deaf preacher sharing Jesus in a line, eating fish cookies, buying a car that overheated, cheerleaders and non cheerleaders. I don't know. I don't know what y'all going to get out of this message. I just pray it's something good. Let's just pray right now. Lord, it's something good out of this message. But you know what? Why not plan ahead? I'm going to pull it back in.
it's good to have a little fun. And, and I tell you, I like sharing real life stuff because, you know, I'm, I'm very open with you guys what's going on. You never, I've never heard anybody say this. That buddy Chapman thinks he's all that. That buddy Chapman is up there preaching. He did that preaching down to the people. <laughs> we need to pray for that guy. <laughs> yeah, they do. The guys that work, oh, you go to such and such church? He said, yeah, that's a nice guy, man. Y'all, y'all pray for him, don't you? Yeah, thank you. That's it. I mean, people like what's real. They don't like what's plastic. Sometimes what's real, it's not real pretty, but it's real. Amen. Let's keep on going. I'm going to get y'all out of here before too long. Here's a good one here. Why others? You ever think about that? Oh, it's getting close to home now. Because God loves them too. Now, around Christmas, we, could, we feel like that. You know, I know God loves other people and everything else. What would happen if the carolers, the carol, carolers, the singing people at Christmas, oh, this is a good one, came around to your house about 9 o'clock, I don't know, in June. I mean, what are you doing out here singing Christmas songs? We just want we just want to enjoy the Lord all year long. You probably have a problem with that. See, we get more tolerable with people. We tolerate more things at Christmas a little bit to a point, right? Because you're still thinking they probably got me something good, right? That's what you're thinking. No, but man, we really need to have the heart of God working in us all year long, all all year long. And, and so how do we do that? We've got to continue to feed on the things that God is going to work through us over and over and over. That nudge, that the word of God, speaking out and, and speaking positive in people's lives and things like that. Let's pick it up a little bit. Uh, you know what? Why others? Because we're created for community. Can you imagine this? Can you imagine getting up? And some people may do this. You get up, brush your teeth, get in the car, go to work. You work in a cubicle. You don't answer the phone. You don't do anything. You work on drawings or this or that or Widgets. You turn back around, get back in there. Don't don't communicate with anybody. And start again. Man, that'd be rough, wouldn't it? Hopefully, your your life is not like that. Hopefully, that I'll sit over here. Hopefully, <laughs> here you go. Appreciate that. Hopefully, that you have an opportunity to meet other people. Hopefully, you have an opportunity to speak life into other people's life, and not only that, that it's reciprocated into your life. That people are speaking a blessing into your life. But even if they're not, there's this book out. You should read it. It's called the Bible. And it has all the encouragement any of us need. But God's so good and so gracious that he will not only put it in his book and allow us to have it on our apps, on our phone, on our iPads, and everywhere else, that he even sends people to share that with you. To actually take the word and, and, and see it moving in somebody's life is amazing. I got a surprise for you guys coming up before too long. I was trying to put it together this week, but schedule wouldn't allow it. And I just want to tell you how um, God is moving in you guys and how we were able to help other people and different things. We've adopted a family for Christmas this year through your giving and stuff. There's been others jump up and they've got their own ministry and they're helping children with different things, with bikes and different things like that. There's people that put in and behind the scenes that don't, don't want a whole bunch of fanfare. There's people that have got a lot of situations going on. And one of the things that one of the several things that we support is called Youth Challenge, where people are battling drugs and addiction and stuff like that. Because it's not a program, it's Christ through a program, and that's always what you need. And my buddy's the head of that. And he called me the other day, he said, Man, I just appreciate tell everybody I appreciate what y'all are doing, support what we're doing. We're reaching a lot of people, seeing lives change. And I said, Hey bro, how about you come in to church and tell everybody that? He said, Great. I said, When now? He goes, You mean like this week? 
I can't come this week. And I said, all right. And I said, let's schedule that for the first of the year. Have you come in. I want you to hear how God changed this man's life. Not only did this man go through all these same things that people were going through in that program. God used him and exalted him till he runs the program. Isn't that just like God? That's just like God. That's amazing. Amen. Yeah, there's a lot of folks that are doing a lot of different things out there, and it's cool. Um, man, it's very cool. It's, it's just very cool. And who else better to, to reach somebody than somebody has been through it? Amen? Amen. You know, remember we were talking about one of those things, why me, why me? Maybe just the way it went is because you are going to be that very person to reach somebody. A lot of times I talk to folks and I, and I say, you know, um, you know, I can pray for you, this and that. But I haven't been in that particular situation. And sometimes I reach back to some of the people that have been through the other side of these things. And every time I've ever asked anybody, yeah, man, I'll talk to somebody. Hey, if you can use me in any way. Scott's always saying, if you can use me in any way, bring it on. Anybody. And, and that's cool. So I don't, don't think, that's what I feel like the Lord's saying to me today. Don't think your pain has been wasted. It can be used to bring glory to God. I really believe that's something the Lord just laid on my heart there. Don't think your pain has been wasted thinking it was just about you because it's so much more than you because God knows that God can use those things. Popped in my mind, I just looked over at Chuck. Chuck, how long have I known you, man? Yeah, 15, 20 years. Used to go, to, used to go uh, Chuck used to do music, known for music, worked at the guitar shop and everything else. Just knew Chuck a little bit. And Chuck had a big surgery, right? And he said, man, yeah, I got this going on. You didn't think I was going to show up, did you? How long ago was that? 2000. I wasn't a pastor then. I wasn't a preacher then. Wasn't anything else. But yeah, I say that because it's not a buddy thing, okay? It's because these things right here, God has been pouring through my life. And I got there and Chuck goes, dude, I didn't think you'd be here. I think I bet you, uh, beat your folks there, you know? And I, I got to meet your dad and, and everything else and, and so all that. And little things like that. Who would have thought later on that we'd be, you know, planting a church and different things like that? What's that? Hey, man, you want to get me all teared up now, Chuggy? Woo! Isn't that something? One hospital visit. Just taking time, saying, "Man, you matter, bro." Man, I do not want that to be a buddy thing. I want it to be a God thing. How could God use you? How could God use you in those situations, man? I thank I thank God for you, man. This is it's amazing. Let's keep on going because God see. I put why others because God should be sees them just like He sees you. How do you think God sees you? Let's talk about that for just a minute. How do you think God sees you? How do you think God sees you this morning? Uh, tired, lazy, hurt, wonderful, perfect. This, I mean, I don't know. There's probably a whole bunch of things. God sees you through the lens of Christ. Perfected. I want to help you with that today. He said, I don't feel bad. I got my hair up here and I did this. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't gargle and all these things. We put all this stuff in there. God sees the best of you even on your worst day. Amen. God is the one that sees the best in you. And not only that, he sees that in others. 
I was in my notes somewhere, and I, I, I've got sidetracked just a little bit today. But one of my questions was this. When you think about people that care, and you think about people that uh, have been a blessing to you, you don't have to raise your hand, you don't have to say anything, I want you to close your eyes for 10 seconds. And I want you to think about somebody that had made a difference in your life. I'm not going to ask you who it is. I'm just going to, as soon as you know who that name is, as soon as you see that face, raise your hand. Didn't take no time. It didn't take no time, did it? Automatic. And it's probably more than one. It's probably going, but it's that person right there at that time. They weren't the only one. They weren't, you know, they weren't maybe the best one. Maybe it was just somebody passing. Maybe it's something else. I'm not saying you're picking them over somebody else. Think about that person, man. Who's somebody that's been a blessing to me? Boom. I can think that, boom, right there. It might have been years ago. It might have been today. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that if that question was asked to everybody that you know, do you think your name would come up? Do you think your face would come up? I would hope that mine would. For no other reason, that's a pretty good gauge if you're reaching people. You know? What do you think about that? And, and as I was writing this down, I was just thinking that, uh, those things, you know? That's why I know in my life, I get phone calls from a lot of different people at a lot of different times. And I know, you know, if you're the pastor, they figure they could call you anytime, and that's great, and that's good. Um, but planted some seeds along the way. You guys have planted some seeds along the way. God's going to water those seeds. I'm here to tell you, don't stop seeding. Keep on putting the word out. Grow those people. You might not see the end result of stuff, just like I told you the guy would call me at 3 o'clock. I don't know if he got saved or not. I don't know where he's at these days. But I do know in the moment that God gave me with that person, I told him about Jesus. And I'm going to be okay with that. Maybe I was just another spoke in the wheel. Maybe it's, maybe it's somewhere where you guys been. I guarantee you, if you think back and ask God to show you, God will show you different things. Every person, when I go around here, see, this is why I cry so easy. Because when I go through here, I think about the conversations that I've had with different people and different things and stuff like that. And I wouldn't call the stuff out because it's personal stuff, the, the different things at different times. But, but I, I've had the privilege to have a relationship with pretty much everybody come through this door in some form or fashion. And I wouldn't trade it for nothing. But you know what? How does that multiply when each of us fellowship and have community with one another? And speak into somebody's life. It's amazing. Well, let's go on here. Why others? Because friends are a blessing from God. You know the person you just said that mental image of? When's the last time? If they're still here, they may not be here. You know, they might be dead and gone and be with the Lord or however. If it's been a while since you've reached out to that person, I suggest you do that today. Don't have to say a whole lot. Don't have to do a lot. Just say, hey, you know what? You're on my heart today. And I appreciate that. Can you imagine somebody called you today and said, you know what? Three years ago, um, I was doing, going through stuff. And, uh, you know, you prayed for me and everything. And, and I, I just want to tell you, I, I'll never forget that. You know? And guess what? Even if somebody doesn't call you, that doesn't mean you haven't been out there making a difference. It just means today, if you choose to do that, that you are going to glorify God by telling them, you know what? 
Lord, they did make a difference. Why others? You put that person in my life at right, the right time. If you go back through your life and think about, man, different times of people, God had put place somebody in your life at the exact time. I tell Justice a lot, and, uh, you know, I said, well, look at your brother. I said, you know, he had all his buddies and stuff. I said, he probably hangs out with about zero of them right now. They're still friends, but they're not necessarily doing stuff like that, you know. Um, because times change, you move on and do things. That's just life, you know. Not everybody in, in Pocotin, um, you probably have it more so than others. I mean, you went to school in kindergarten and you graduate and you live here, so you guys have been buddies for forever and stuff like that. But what I'm getting at is things change, people change, and things go on. But just realize that the, the people that you're ministering to now may not be the people that are there tomorrow. God might bring another load in. He might bring some other people in. He might send you around the world. He might send you to your neighbor's house. Here's one. You can invite a neighbor. And I want to show you, this is a kingdom thing. I don't have anything to do with this other than I'm going to be praying that people can go see see this uh, amazing setup they got there at uh, Bethel Baptist. It's going to be nice because you know what? People are going to hear the message there. People are going to hear the message there. But how will they hear the message if we don't tell them? You have an opportunity. You have an opportunity. So just a little quick review, and we'll release everybody. I hope you guys had a good time today and remember more than fish cookies. But you know what? Even that, I'm going I'm to put a spin on that. Be fishers of men. Right? I'm always looking at something. I'm like, Lord, what are you showing me? There's always a message in something. The guy said, when we're working on summer work, he said, he's going to be preaching on this this week. Because I said, man, I'll never run out of sermon illustrations working here. You know, because it's life. You think about the boats. You think about even in retirement. You think about, you know, going driving back and down the street. Jeff was telling me about how he's been praying for this guy that drives 40 miles an hour on Mercury Boulevard. It looks a lot like my son. He wants to get home. <laughs> he says, Thomas is driving home. I said, he never was a speeder. He said, on that phone, we're driving that truck. Jeff goes, go on. <laughs> oh, man. So. <laughs> but he got home safe. There you go. Praise God. So what I'm saying, to, I bring all this thing is we deal with life and we deal with things all the time. Even when we're driving, when we're sleeping, uh, you know, getting ready for bed. You know, ask the Lord, lay a, lay a scripture on my heart, Lord, to meditate tonight. Lord, help me to, 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 to be able to bring a smile to somebody's face tomorrow. But not only that, not only about happiness, but hope. And if somebody has hope, the next thing that's coming is joy, amen? Because we trust an amazing Lord. Let's go back and review a little bit here. I just had these things up here. We think about that. Why me? Hey, because you're chosen. God chose you to be his hands and his feet. You know, why not? Why not speak a blessing? Why not take time with somebody? Why not try to make an eternal difference along the way? And lastly, we had why others? Because they matter just as much as you do. They matter just as much as you do. God doesn't have any... Uh, one favorite. He has all favorites, you know. And the last thing I had down here, I said, because God desires all to know him. All to know him. If we set out 
And our mission was tomorrow morning. We could start today. And we said, you know what? We wake up on the side of our bed. Lord, use my life so that somebody will know you better today. I bet you the opportunities would flood your day like you wouldn't believe. I ask the Lord on a regular basis, Lord, give me an opportunity to share your goodness. Guess what? Some people are not always willing to listen to his goodness. So we pray for discernment. But sooner or later, I believe that God will put somebody in your path through that day that you can share the goodness of God. So why not? Why me? Why you? Because we are chosen for a time such as this. A lot of times people say, well, I don't know why I was born in this time frame. Or they say, God knew exactly when you were going to be born. He knew exactly the church you were going to attend. He knew the exact message you were going to listen to for today. And he chose to put us all together. So I ask God right now, through all that message, to find at least one thing. To poke on our heart that we will do so that others will know God. <coughs> Starting with you, let's pray. Father God, I thank you today for a time of that we can laugh at ourselves. We can trust in you. We can have the joy of the Lord. And things are tough. You'll wipe our tears away. Father, it's so good to get together with our church family. And Lord, even in a, in a group this size, there's so many things going on behind the scenes. But nothing that takes you by surprise. So Father, first as I just... Uh, Humbly stand before you, Lord, with an open heart. Lord, I ask you just to forgive us where we missed the mark. And fill us up with your joy and your love and your hope. Lord, I know that we come to celebrate Christmas, and I pray that it's Christmas. And I pray that it's not just one day, but it's 365 days. Lord, I pray that in the midst of the things, when things, when we don't even heed to your, your nudges, that, Lord, would we quick to return back and say, Lord... Forgive me, I'm sorry, Lord. I just need to hear you better. And that all starts out by knowing your son. If you're here today and you've never put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray that today is the day that you call on the name of Jesus. Many folks don't want to talk about the other side of the coin. Jesus says there's one way to heaven, it's through him. If we reject the only way to heaven, the only thing left for us is hell. And I don't want to see anyone, anyone go there. The Bible speaks on hell more than about any other subject. But we don't have to go. We can have the promise of knowing that we can have eternal life with you through your son, Jesus Christ, because of that great birth and because of amazing life that Jesus lived out of obedience here. He was a perfect sacrifice. And when he laid his life down willingly, he did it for each one here and those that listen and those that listen a year from now and those that listen 10 years from now. His story never changes. But what can change is your story. You can pass from death to life. You can pass from the shackles to freedom. You can pass from the law to grace. Life's not fair, friends. But God's grace comes freely as a gift. And I pray you receive it today. I call him on the name of the Lord. The Bible is very clear. It says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But he says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will not, will not be ashamed. Will not perish, but will have everlasting life with you.
So friends, if that's you today, a simple prayer can change your world in the one after. But it's by faith. Ask the Lord to come into your life, forgive you of your sins, and ask him to walk with you each day. And if you've done that, and you say, yeah, I still got tough times, guess what? We do still have tough times. But we got a God that is tender and full of mercy and full of grace and full of power that will see you through the other side. Lord, help us today to have your eyes and your ears and your heart as this holiday season comes up, that it not just stop on the 25th, but it continues to grow in our hearts to fill out each and every day, wherever we go. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap.